Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. On the move. A lot of time. Directing traffic. Gonna go deep. Have a man deep. It is caught for the touchdown. Corey Davis. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break. Flag go over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown. Garrett Wilson. Yes, sir. Let's go, man! <laughs> and now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and alongside me is Spencer Klein. We are on to week 15. The Jets are squarely in the playoff hunt. Fun time to be a Jets fan. And they travel. Just kidding. They don't travel. The Lions travel to MetLife this week. And we're going to preview the game. But first, I think we have to talk about the semi-big news that uh, was announced by Robert Stahl. I think it was today. Today's Thursday, uh, Wednesday night. That. Zach Wilson is back. Cue the Undertaker gif of him sitting up in the casket. Zach Wilson is back as the number two backup quarterback right now. And there's a above zero chance he starts Sunday, definitely. Mike White seems like 99% sure to play, but there is a chance that Zach Wilson starts. So he's back. And as the backup, what do you make of that, Spence? Yeah, I mean, it was the right decision. I know we mentioned that in the uh, post-game pod the other night. Uh, yeah, Flacco just kind of looks like he's ready to hit the beach soon. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, you, you needed to have your next best option, obviously, back out there. So makes sense to have Zach back at QB, too. And, and yeah, as you said, like, it's definitely an above-zero chance. I mean, White White should be out there on Sunday. But, I mean, who knows what could happen in a couple of days. I, but I'd imagine uh, he's, he's in basically, basically bubble wrap up until Sunday. You, you can tell how much Flacco did not want to be in Buffalo last week. So he is Q, QB3 right now, which is fine. Let him collect his check and try and mentor some young guys if he even cares enough. Just let, let him be a situational coach. That's literally all I'm asking at this point. Yeah. <laughs> just provide the insight when it's needed. You don't physically need to do anything else. Yeah. The The fun thing is, if Mike White is bad in the first half, do the Jets fans chant for Zach Wilson? You know that answer. I, you know, I'm going to the game. Maybe I will. I'll start a nice little <laughs> Wilson chant. Yeah, I, I will not be in attendance for this one. Too, uh, too, too cold for me. I'll be watching at home with us but my if I were to be there, my expectation is no, they would not be yelling because only only certain individuals get that treatment. <laughs> I also don't expect anyone to want Zach Wilson to the game. I am expecting a good game from the offense anyway. So I don't think uh we're gonna have a problem. I am starting Mike White in the playoffs in fantasy football this week. Something I never thought I would other in my entire life. And that is our home league. So I know you're rooting against Mike White this week. I will I will abstain from any comments here and there as is a conflict of our league and what I want the Jets to do on Sunday. So I, I will stay out of it. 
say no more. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you but, have a bite anyway, so it yeah, doesn't. My takes will realistically come out as we're talking about the game <laughs> in a moment anyway. So, yeah, the, uh, the Jets are a little bit banged up. Uh, it looks like Corey Davis is hopeful to play on Sunday. I don't remember what his injury was. Seems like George Fant is supposed to play on Sunday. Really, the big question mark is, I bet, I guess the big question marks are Mike White, even though I, I really think he's going to play, and obviously Quentin Williams, who you said, Samini said that is 50-50 at best. Yeah, that, that was his exact language in his tweet this evening. Uh, I don't know. I, I know I said after the post-game pod that I think he, he would be held out and you'd hopefully get him back for next Thursday. I know you don't want to look ahead. Um, I, I think I'm slightly shifting on that because I'm just realizing the stakes at hand. Like, And it's what you, you did say this also. Like, You can't you need all hands on deck because every they really need to go four and zero if they don't want to worry about other teams, as Salah has has said, and as should be the case. Um, even if you get him in a limited capacity, like I mean, like a third down roll or something like that, it's worth it to have him out there. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say let him be like a rotation. They want to do the rotations. Let him be strictly rotational. Exactly, and even if there's a risk of, of something, like you, you might just need him in that limited snap role for Sunday. I, I think that's my current prediction is that you, you see him in a limited role. I don't think they've reported that yet, but that that's my, my guess on Wednesday night that, that that's going to be the result. I predict he's not going to play. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being the, the case. Is there anyone for them to call up in the practice squad? Uh, I, I guess by default, Panzel Smart. Like I think they would just toss in another D lineman and, and just shift some things around. I don't think there's a. I mean, there's no edge that I'm currently aware of that's on the practice squad that's worthy of uh, getting elevated. I don't think you're going to see uh, Bradley and I if, if he's still even on the practice roster from the summer uh, getting the nod. And Jonathan Marshall has been signed away from the practice squad, so. He is officially done. He will not be coming up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. His, End of era. His tenure's over. If we need <laughs> to address that one, as it was a, I'll make one comment. We we knew that one was a joke the moment in the. <laughs> yes, this is why we know more than the fan base. Correct. Like ninety percent of our draft takes are usually are are correct. Anyway, I like I wouldn't hate if Tanzel Smart was up. He isn't. He's like a fine depth piece. He, you could do a lot worse than him, it seems like. He had a good preseason. He's been okay in, in limited snaps. I'd be okay with him. I I lean on... It, it's tough. I want Quinnen to play, but at the same time, you don't want him to re-aggravate. It's a really tough situation. Hopefully, the Jets staff is going to make the right decision. What the right decision is, you and I do not know that. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very hard one, what they need to to do with Quinn here. Uh, Got to weigh the risk versus reward. Um, I mean, you also can go with this approach. I mean, this is hard, though. Like, you're, well, I guess I didn't say the approach yet. The approach should be you activate him, kind of see how the games evolve. You give him that limited snaps early, and, like, if they were able to pull away early, then you could just sit in the rest of the way. And it's hard to, like, plan for that. But like you, you could go with an approach like that, where at least you have them active and and you figure out, figure it out a little bit more as as the game goes. I don't know how practical it is. It's just the thought that I'm having. I I would consider him, consider like make him active, 
And then in either emergency or critical situations, like a like a big third down or something, or like a fourth down, throw them in there. Yeah. Honestly, I need a little more clarity of what, what the exact calf issue is. The only thing that I saw that I think it was similar to when the injury he had this summer. Uh, but like I don't know. I just like what, what did he do? Like did he strain it? Did he pull it? Like I I I don't have the expertise in this stuff. I didn't feel like there was much clarity reported on that. They just they just have mentioned calf injury and that's about it. A strained calf, he should be able to play no problem. Pulled calf, it depends on the severity. I doubt he tore his calf muscle. I doubt he tore anything in the leg if he's fifty fifty to play. I would say it's a a really badly pulled calf muscle and he just can't put as much weight on it as he yeah. that's my guess. Yeah. I'm not a doctor but from personal experience. No. I, I I don't know anything about that at all. So that that, that helps me learn a little more about it even with that. And I know you mentioned JFM was sick. He missed practice, but he should be fine. Yeah. The, uh, the offensive line is hopefully going to be healthy. Like I said, hopefully Fant plays. If not, it seems like Remmers will play, but I don't think they made any big deals about George Famous in the game. Yeah, I I expect really everyone else to be a go. Like, as you mentioned, White as a, I'd say, in my mind, probable. Uh, and everyone else, yeah, I expect to see out there. You're going to see Michael Clemens back. He should be good to go. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, so, I mean, at a minute, you get him to get maybe some increased snaps along with Jermaine Johnson you know, and the whole line, of course. And uh, I think the only one that's, I mean, semi-notable, I think Brandon Echols is most likely to miss. Did you hear Solin, uh, his, his early press this week, mentioned Echols and Marcel Harris. He meant he, well, Marcel Harris is done for the season. Or he was on the practice squad anyway, but he is out. But he also mentioned, like, you're unlikely to see Eccles. And I, I kind of forgot exactly when he got banged up. But, uh, yeah, he mentioned that you're probably not going to see him. So, I guess a note there, though, is you probably see Bryce Hall after for a change. It's been a long time <laughs> since yep. gotten him out there. So, that's it's a little something to keep an eye out on. Yeah, and uh, before we go into the preview, I do need to mention that it seems like we are going to get our wish. Zonaman Knight will probably win Rookie of the Week, Pepsi Rookie of the Week, which is something that you mentioned for the last, what, two weeks, two or three weeks? <laughs> I've voted for him 25 times myself. <laughs> just it took, took a two, couple of minutes and just clicked, vote again, click, vote again. You just kept going, so I did my contribution to it. And, you know, I made fun of it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, but I really do hope Justin Hardy makes the Pro Bowl now. He seems like, like I feel kind of bad that he has to Kind of beg for voters, but uh, he seems like a good guy and everything. I mean, I, I voted for everyone already, obviously, but yeah, I would, I would assume they'll have at least two pro bowlers in Sauce and Quinnen. Agreed. Um, it's it's hard to like judge a, a, a special teams gunner unless like that's truly your expertise. Like, so like I can't say he's. Better or worse than any of the other gunners throughout the league. I'm I'm absolutely not watching them all week to week. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but, I'm barely watching him. Yeah. All, all. I mean, this is going back to when they signed. I know the reputation you have is that he was one of the better ones. He was a leader in the locker room. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, and I mean, certainly he's a captain of the team right now. So, be nice, nice little uh, achievement for him to uh, get that nod. Yeah, that would that would be cool. I 
don't think he's gotten one yet. No, has I'm just checking the weather right now to see what the weather's going to be like for Sunday. It looks like it's going to be pretty cold, but mostly sunny. It's always tough for a, a dome team like the Lions to come in and play outside in the cold, especially Jared Goff playing in Cal his whole college career. So I think it's going to be uh, – it should be a, a really good game for the whole team, really. Like the defense should be great. Offense, I think the offense should score at least 25 points. That's my goal for the offense. That's my challenge for the offense. Defense shouldn't let up more than 16, 17 points. It's like, I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout because I know it's not going to, but it should be a pretty decisive game for the Jets. I, I, do think there is some potential for it, and, and I don't care if that's a strong statement, to be honest. For, like, for a blowout? Yeah, I, I think there's there's a, a strong potential. Like, I, I My take on it, and I hope this uh, – well, yeah, obviously hope I'm not eating these words next week. I just think the Lions are getting too much credit right now. Like, the Jets' defense is – it's elite. How, how As you mentioned, how are they letting up <laughs> more than – 16 points, 15 points, 14 points, anything in that ballpark. Like, I don't care if the lines are heating up a bit. The Jets even just that good. They basically handled two pretty damn good offenses very, very well in the last chunk of weeks. And that's Buffalo and, uh, of course, in Minnesota. Lions, yeah, they got a good group there. But, like, I'm sorry. It's just not the same. The Jets match up with them very well. <laughs> they have the corners to handle their wideouts. Uh, they can handle their backfield. I know they've had some of their struggles in the run game, but I have the confidence they'll be able to handle this one. One thing that the Lions do have, and we'll give them the credit, they have a good O-line. That's a fact. Wouldn't deny that. Uh, and then, yeah, the other side of the ball, I mean, their defense is putrid. I really, if if, if the offense is uh, going to do what they're capable of doing and what everybody claims Mike White is capable of doing, let's see it this Sunday. Like, put, put up 30 points on the board like he did against Chicago. Uh, and I, I don't think Chicago and the Lions are exactly the same, but like, and maybe this is a crazy take. I don't think they're that far apart. <laughs> so the defense is at, at least is very similar. Yeah. And I'm looking at the Lions' schedule. Their last two games, they went up against two of the worst defenses in the league in Minnesota and Jacksonville. So, of course, they're going to play well against those two. Yeah. Like, this, this is one where. I mean, if we're going to talk some little betting topics here, I would hammer the Jets spread if I was betting on this game, which, disclaimer, I won't be because <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. I know my luck. Here's some game scores from the Lions facing elite defenses, and you can tell me if they're not elite. I am pretty confident that they're, they're elite. 29 to nothing against the Patriots, who have a mm-hmm. Elite defense. You won't comment on elite there, but whatever. <laughs> no, they're uh, a good unit. That that's the uh, an undeniable thing about the Pats roster. Twenty four to six, they lost to the Cowboys. The they beat the Packers, who have a very good defense. They only scored fifteen points, and then they played the Bills, who have a pretty beat up defense, but it's still pretty reputable at 25 points they scored and lost that game so a lot of their wins have come from facing bad defenses 
And I really think the Jets' defense is top five, if not top three in the league. When fully healthy, I don't know how well they'll play without Quinnen, but I agree that I think people are blowing it out of proportion. The, the, the Lions' offense, I like Jared Goff. I think he's a, a suitable quarterback. He would be a upgrade from what the Jets have now. But Jared Goff is not putting up against the Jets. If Josh Allen couldn't, then no one is. And that I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't even put up that many points. That's exactly what I'm going to keep going back to. And it's going to be my theme, the, the, really, the next three weeks with the teams that they're facing. If they're able to take care of the Bills' top three offense, I, I have the utmost confidence they're able to do just the same against these units and at home. <laughs> like, you have home field the next two games. I know I'm getting ahead of myself really talking about Jacksonville, but, like, the game at hand here. There's no concern of mine that they just yeah they just won't be able to handle anything coming from the Lions' way and and just another piece to it like Jared Goff and actually kind of mentioned already too like and he I, I do like Jared Goff he's on the short list for next year we'll make that clear I'm not denying that and I guess there's a concern though if he were to come next year his cold weather splits are poor very poor I mean in his last four I saw this tweeted out today from Jets Twitter uh in his last four games he's Excuse me, in the cold, he's and this goes dates back to 2016. Like, this is in 35 degrees or below. He's scored, and, and this is in order from oldest to newest. He scored three points, 23, 6, 16, has a total of five turnovers in all of those games, and one touchdown in those four games. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> like, let's just say what it is. That is bad. Obviously, each situation is going to be different versus the teams you play, but yeah. If you're playing this Jets defense, how the hell are they score? And I said this to you before, if the Jets do lose this game and the defense plays poorly, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Good oh, easily agree. We'll say that now. Yep. Good, good teams beat bad teams. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to be clouded by the Jets are 7-6, the Lions are 6-7. and seven. They're not a difference of rosters of one win right now. That's... The, the records are not showing that. <laughs> Let's be clear on that, too. Well, I, I, I sent you the graphic today. There, I forgot who created the graphic, but it basically says, like, Team War wins above replacement, and it says Team War in general, Team War offense, Team War defense. The Jets' Team War de- defense was top five, and then the Jets' Team War, not including QB, I think was number three or four. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show they're a QB away. And if they had an upgrade from what they have right now, they would definitely be Super Bowl contenders, which is what we've been saying all year, basically. So I am not too worried about the game, really. Like It, it should be a, a pretty e- easy game for the Jets to handle this this team. And like, I, I consider Chicago and Detroit pretty similar uh, on defense. Maybe Detroit, maybe Detroit has a better offense because they have a more capable veteran than Justin Fields. But I mean, yeah, sure, they have some more wide receivers too, and maybe okay, maybe the offense is just a lot better. <laughs> but I, I still think it's going to be a similar game to the to Chicago game. Like Mike White should do fairly well in this game. 
Yeah, I mean, who, who's slowing them down? Like, Garrett Wilson should cook them. <laughs> Elijah should build off his, his solid performance from last week. He's continuing to get better and better. You know, just come back to what he really is. Uh, the run game, I, I think they should have a fine day. Zonovan Knight, just keep that keep that burst going out there. Uh, just just don't don't overthink. That's really what. Well, here let me slow down. One thing I will be watching out for is third down situations. They this you cannot deny from any hive you're a part of right now. They've been <laughs> pissed poor the last two weeks on third down. Like they need to be significantly better in that category. And if they are, I yeah, I really think they should have no problem taking care of this ball game. That's. That's really been the huge difference the last year. They couldn't convert on third down. The defense, uh, they faltered a little bit more than expected. And, uh, yeah, they got themselves in holes each time. I think they will be able to handle that this time around. Uh, I, I, I believe in LaFleur. I know we've been a little more critical the last couple of weeks, and it's been warranted. But, yeah, I think if he comes around this week and does a good job, and I think he will, what's, what's stopping them on offense? Because it hasn't been turnovers. Yeah. Uh, who who do you think is going to be the offensive MVP? I think we're both going to say the same person. I, I think it's easy. This, I mean, yeah, it's got to be Garrett Wilson. He's yeah. Now the final four of the season where you you need to win every week. You got to go to your biggest playmaker. So it's it's got to be Garrett Wilson for me. If he was on the Vikings, if you swap him and Justin Jefferson, he's doing the exact same thing that Jefferson would be doing. Yes, wise like he's that franchise level guy that they need. Yeah, I mean, pending health down the stretch here, he's going to be the, the first thousand yard receiver we've seen in in some time, which is ridiculous to say, but it's the reality of, of the Jets that we've seen. Uh, he, he's he's good. He's going to hit it again, pending health, <laughs> of course. Since twenty fifteen, right? I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Back to what Marshall, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah he is something special. Yeah. I uh I just invested in his sports stock on Mojo, so I'm I'm all for Garrett Wilson. Yeah. But yeah, they should have a fine day. Uh, I know we touched on the tight end room in the the post game pod. Yeah, I would like to see them get more involved. Yeah, I and I want to see. And we we I think we've been saying it, we haven't seen it yet. Is it's just more uh changes for the distribution of snaps there, or maybe not snaps, just like the passing. The, excuse me, pass catching opportunities. Let's get some more Uzama. I know I'm I'm pushing for it. Let's get a little rucker, a little bit. I'm not asking for a ton. Do 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 something for him. I don't think has he had a he's had a yeah has he had a catch yet? I don't think so. This season, I know he's had limited active games as well, but just mix it up there because if it's not that Tyler Conklin doesn't get open, it's it's the drops and the contested balls. He hasn't really brought down the contested balls, so if that's the case. Mix it up. That that would is what I would like to see. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm also challenging Mike White and Mike LaFleur to not do checkdowns every other play. This is a bad defense, a beatable defense, very beatable defense. So take some shots. You're, you're not going to get, you shouldn't get pressured every single down. Like it, it's a beatable defense. So I don't think they should need checkdowns every other play. Release the entire playbook. I agree. I, I I know we've been hounding this too. Let's let's see a deep shot, like a, a not a yak deep shot. Like I want to see a nice toss 
50 yards down the field for something special or or just for an attempt. Forget special. <laughs> Keep the defense on their toes. Because if I if, if I were a defense watching the Jets on film the last couple of weeks, are you even thinking about the deep ball? He's throwing one deep ball and it was incomplete to Garrett Wilson. You're not it's not even a thought. You're like, oh, the Jets, they're just gonna you know, they're gonna try to get to their playmakers and let them let them take care of business as they've been able to do. But yeah, that's you gotta add that dimension and, and uh it's it, it'll change so much that they can do. It'll even open up the field even more. Simply, uh, and I'll I'll also challenge them to not get the ball out so quickly too. Like yeah, we said on the review pod, there's been instances where it's been too quick, and there's been guys open or just about to get open down the field. So that's that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, one thing to watch out. You know, we talked about the injuries, but yeah, if if Corey Davis is to miss, it, that'll be a little detriment to the run game. He is such a big factor for that. We can't deny that. But you know, another chance for Mims there. But I, I don't think at the same time that shouldn't stop them from feeding Knight uh, a lot as well. Uh, and I know we mentioned this. I know a lot of stuff we mentioned in the post game pod kind of relates to what I want to see on Sunday. Uh, honestly, don't use Michael Carter that much. And again, we'll make this clear. Have to reiterate it. Doesn't mean he's bad. <laughs> I still like him. He's a huge part of this room going forward. Yes, huge. I'll use that term. But Donovan Knight's the guy right now. He's got the burst. He's got the juice. I sound like the corn kid right now when I'm saying that. I don't know why I just thought of that. I was also thinking of it. <laughs> it's just the way the tone of why I said that. But <laughs> moral of the story is Donovan Knight is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Right now, he. <laughs> Let, let, let's say it. <laughs> he, I'll slow down a bit. I'm really hyped about it, but he's born. Zach Wilson was good. It's Donovan Knight is good. Let, let's go with that. That That's what he is right now. I think Donovan Knight is better at his position than Zach was at his. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just you know, throwing the, the, what's it, the connection to that shirt, the shirt brand all summer, like. Go make the Zonovan Knight shirts because he is good. <laughs> yes, I, I see what you mean. Got to mention is that the offensive line needs to protect the quarterback just significantly better. You can't have all these crushing blows that are literally sandwiching your quarterback in half. We literally saw that last Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's a challenge for them because it's been, it's been a problem, and it just derails everything. So you do have a unit that's now got consecutive weeks together. Uh, perform better. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but... They need to do it because it, uh, it's going to derail everything if they don't do that. And, yeah, derailed certainly some things last week. Yeah, the only good pass rusher that Lions have is Aiden Hutchinson, really. Yeah. it's uh, it, The unit is what it is. Their, their statistics speak for themselves. One of the worst in uh, – I know the term I'm trying to learn more about, DVOA. I know those rankings are heavily referenced. They're one of the worst, the Lions. So. More of the story on the offensive end, kick ass. <laughs> no reason you shouldn't. And if you don't, as you said before, they don't deserve to go anywhere this year. Yeah. All right, let's go over to the defense. I don't think we're going to have to talk much about them because defense should just feast. Uh, the, the only really thing is just watching the, the numerous weapons the Lions have. They, they do have some good weapons, especially with Jamison Williams coming back. Uh, they, I know I could assume who your guy is going to be who can't make plays this week, but it's not going to be DJ Chark. It's not going to be Jameson Williams. It's not going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. They're all pretty good players, but 
I'm not scared of any receiver anymore. If Sauce and Reeds can hold Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs under 40 yards each, and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, and everyone could just be held in check by the secondary, I'm not definitely not scared of Detroit and, and their weapons. Yeah, I, I, I seriously think the Lions are going to struggle for points. <laughs> I Maybe I'm just overconfident in the Jets' defense right now, but I think it's also warranted to be this confident in the unit right now. And you're correct. It's not those wideouts that you mentioned. I'm going with two of them because it's, 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 they're basically have identical numbers and they're the type of names that I just, I'll be fuming if they're making a play. Number one, I'd say it's 1A and 1B, but 1A, absolutely Josh Reynolds. Yeah, that's but who I do. I do. Being a fantasy option because he's not good. He should not be doing anything this Sunday against this Jets secondary. I'm absolutely livid if he's catching a touchdown, if he has any big play. Unacceptable. And then the other one I'm going to go with is basically identical numbers. Just taking a look at uh, their receiving stats right now. Khalif Raymond, like he's 1B. The two of them cannot <laughs> be doing anything. <laughs> to I, knew, to, uh, I, I knew both of them would be your, your picks. That oh, was easy pick because those are the types of players that like, yeah, they've been, they've basically been journeymen around the league. They've kind of found their spots in some rosters. They've had some games here and there, but like in reality, let's be real, they're not factors. <laughs> so if you're not a factor, you should not be a reason that we are flipping out on Sunday afternoon. And I'm fuming if Justin Jackson scores a touchdown. <laughs> I like that one too. That's a good one. And he gets backfield. Like he surprisingly gets some goal line carries every once in a while. Yeah. It's, it's fume when I start Jamal Williams in fantasy. <laughs> I, I don't let the house oh, somehow Jamal I shouldn't say somehow. I think Jamal Williams is a solid player. Uh don't let him get that chance to punch it in. That's what I'm gonna say. Like yeah. that short yarded situation with their O line. Yeah, I honestly think they, they will probably convert those situations. Not honestly, like they will convert the situation. That's the strength of their roster. Uh don't give them the chance to do that. Those third and ones, those or those third and one to three yards, you're those if they get to that situation, a fourth and one, know what's coming. <laughs> like you, you know that you're going to jam it up the gut with, with Jamal Williams. He's been their, their guy simply for that role. Uh, I, I, I'm not thinking too much about DeAndre Swift right now. I, I hope I'm not eating words in that one. I do think he's talented, but yeah, he just hasn't been 100% all year. He really hasn't been a factor most of the season. Uh, just you know, be prepared for him to make potential plays out of the back. That kind of be my one comp because that's certainly a talent of his, and I would expect them to try to do something like that. Uh, and that's really it. Like, there should be no danger from that tight end room. It's it's certainly without TJ Hawkinson, let's be, to be honest, it is garbage. Um, I don't want to hear no Brock Wright. He's not doing anything like Wait, wait, who? That's their current starting tight end, Brock Wright. I thought it was James Mitchell. Or, I don't know, the both of them. I, that's what I'm looking at in their current depth chart right now. I'm pretty sure it's Mitchell, the rookie. The, the, fair enough. Both uh, of them. Are irrelevant. The the other guy, I think you just made up. He's not real. I, I swear, no I guarantee. Look up Rock Right. I, I swear he's on their roster. <laughs> That's the point, though. See, you're you're hitting exactly what I mean. He should not be doing anything because who is he? You know, one of them are scoring a touchdown now. That's easy. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, but more of the story with the talent they have, with the talent the Jet defense. It should be a pretty rough day for the Lions to 
uh, generate production. Uh, and look, the one thing I know, I, I we've mentioned it week after week now, due for a damn defensive turnover. This is the week you need to get the ball rolling back in that category again. And yeah, I was going to say Sauce is going to be my MVP because I think he's going to get the pick. They, they just they, they need it. They haven't had a chance to flip the field and just get a short yardage situation to punch. They punch it in for seven. Just like get steal three that you were would have had to work harder for. Because, uh, yeah, what we've seen with the, the Mike White-led offense, yeah, they've been able to move the ball down the field. Give them a short field, I think they could probably punch it in. Uh, get us that turnover. Your, uh, let's, I'll use the plural. Get us those turnovers. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they can get two plus in the game. Maybe plus is strong. Get, get two, though, on the board or something like that. Yeah, I I, I agree. So, yeah, who, who's your uh, defensive MVP? Then? Yeah, again, I got to answer the question. <laughs> Uh, like, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know, if, someone's going to get an interception. I think I'm just going to go with a quite random one because I've been giving Jordan Whitehead a hard time. I feel like he's going to make a big play. Just the feeling, and like, he might just also let up a big chunk play for 40 yards and will make us fuming again. But yeah, I'm going to go with Jordan White. I think he has a big game this Sunday, quiets us down a little bit and has that interception that we're looking for on a, on a deep ball across the middle that that they're trying to get to Jamison Williams and uh and he comes up with a play. There's my hypothetical situation where he uh turns that game into the Jets' uh, favor and they don't look back. Yeah, let's hope so. He needs to do something big. He's due. He, he's he's I'm confident in him though. He's been I'd say from our perspective, it's it's looked like a struggle for him. It's just been too many of those problem plays, but. He's capable. He showed that. But we were excited for him in the sh- in the summer. Bring yeah. that back. It's time. All right. So you said the uh, offensive line is pretty good for the Lions. Over under two point five sacks. I- I'm gonna hit the over still in that for them. Like I just think the Jets D line and if their linebackers are able to get there too, well, they don't send them too often. I think it's just it's too talented for them to not get there. And I think there could be some coverage sacks that contribute to that. So I go, yeah, over two and a half for me. I'll go under just to make it different. Yeah, obviously just incredibly bullish on the entire defensive unit. And As you should be. Ambit. Yeah, exactly. I just can't not be right now. Yeah. And I also think the, the coaching staff should outcoach Dan Campbell and his coaching staff. I think Dan Campbell's an okay coach. Some people think he's good just because of his personality. Again, that's like saying Mike White's a good quarterback because he's tough. But I, I think Salah should have no problem with with this coaching staff. Yeah, I, I would certainly give the Jets the coaching edge. I mean, had, obviously, neither side has uh, proven any anything yet. They're they're both searching to get both of their teams back to uh, being seriously real. But yeah, I got to tilt it towards the Jets' favor there with where the with with what they've been able to produce on their units and just navigating a, the difficult situations this year. I definitely think the Jets have the coaching edge there. Obviously, some bias, no doubt. But yeah. how could I not claim that? Yeah, and the the other thing is Braxton Barrows needs to do better this game, or else I or or else nothing, obviously, but. Not going to be wet Sunday. I don't believe there's going to be any rain or anything, unless I'm just forgetting the weather report. But I just told you the weather report. Well, cold, I thought, right? It's just yeah. cold. 
<laughs> the point is though, don't be running away from those punt returns. Like you were like, I don't know, maybe it's is it a confidence issue or something with him right now? I think it was just the weather. Like the- just it was it was out of character for him, but do what yep. you're capable of doing. We and know it's been able good. to have explosive plays there. Just do it. It's been a theme all year, though. Like, he just hasn't been great. I don't think he's, he hasn't scored a touchdown this year. And they don't really get good field position most of the time. So, I think he needs to be better. Yeah. I, I make a little bit of a strong statement, though. Like, if he has one one close call or close problem where he looks indecisive, like, I would not be afraid to pull him from that role for, for the game, at least. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry. Let me it. I care if it's a strong statement. I think it might be something they have to think about because you can't have these flipping the field moments where he just runs away at the 20-yard line and gets a perfect bounce to like the two because they have that. They've already had that multiple times on Sunday and that weather, that's just an impossible one to come back from. Especially when you're an all-pro who just got a new contract, it's unacceptable. Yeah. He's He's been like a liability this season. He lost them the game against Minnesota, he's been like he just hasn't been great. Yeah. Simply simply hasn't. <laughs> no who would you replace him with? Elijah? I was gonna say Elijah to me be the next man up there. We he's been explosive in that role. Not in the league yet of course, but like in the past in college, like I would not be afraid to put your playmaker there to do that. I'm not worried about the at this point you put your best player put your most explosive players in situations to show that explosiveness. I'm not worried about injury risk and all that. I wouldn't yeah, I would have him ready to roll if there's a problem early on. Not don't think there will be. I think he'll he'll figure it out, Braxton. He'll I'm just asking him to catch a fair it's just call a fair catch. <laughs> but I Elijah, I would not be opposed to having him be ready. I would love to have Elijah return, but it's not going to happen. They'll either use Ty Johnson or Ashton Davis. <laughs> I'm, I'm left. It's, I mean, that's what they ha- that's what they've done. That's why I'm saying. True. You're right. It is true. Because when they do kickoffs, uh, Ty Johnson is usually in the back, back there. Yep. You're right. But yeah, I, I would assume either of those two would step in if needed. But yes, uh. I would also be interested in seeing Michael Carter return if he's not starting running back anymore. A lot, lot of options, but I think they're just going to stick with Barrios the whole season. Ultimately, I don't expect the change, but if I were them, it would be something to to have prepared if needed. Yep. All right, well, uh, let's quickly go into our predictions. I think everyone knows what we're both going to say. But I will go first. I'm projecting a big Jets win here. I'm going to say it's going to be a, a 30 to 16 victory. Wow. Okay. But I pretty much agree. It's statement week. You've had two tight games against quality teams. They've had little troubles of punching it in the last two weeks. It's time to put it all together and kick ass this Sunday, 27 to 13. Yeah, and by two touchdowns and and get rolling for it's a huge eight days basically, including today. Uh, get ready for next Thursday to go do it again. So, yeah, twenty seven to thirteen is my call. Yeah, they're on a two game losing streak. If they can beat Detroit, beat Jacksonville, get 
get some momentum going to that Seattle game, that would that would be great. Just like if, if they win these two, that that would be enough momentum going to Miami for yeah. a win. I mean, one thing I want to point out though, you, you realize uh, I actually I didn't realize this. So that's what I'm asking. Like, they're quietly have lost four of their last six. Yeah, <laughs> like has it felt like that? It really hasn't. It's it felt like it's been like like a at worst five hundred stretch. You're like four and two just because of the, I don't know. In my head, it feels like they've just been better than two and four their last six. So like, it's it's just time to beat these inferior opponents. Like, do it. Well, that's also what happens when you have a hot start, like a, a good start to the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, let's do it. Make it happen now. And yeah, if they. We talked all earlier in the season, all summer, about being serious again. You want to be serious? Here's here's the path right here. Let's let's see, let's see them show us and do it. Yeah, th- th- this is a game they got to take care of. It's not a trap game. Mm-hmm. It's a game that they should decisively win if they are a serious team. And if they're not serious, then they're if they're not serious, then they'll lose the game. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Agreed. And then and love what Sala said. And obviously for us fans do all the hypothetical who needs to win this game, who needs to lose that game. Exactly what Sala said. And I, I'm sure they're thinking about it too. Take care of what they can take care of. If they not expecting a four no run the rest of the way, I obviously hope they do that, but not expecting it. But you do that, you take care of your own business. I eleven to six they should uh Shouldn't be worrying about any hypotheticals, <laughs> and not even going to get into the the Miami stuff. This and that. T- take care of this game first. Let's see what happens with Miami on Saturday, and then we could talk about that in the post game pod. Yeah, the easiest path to getting in is always winning. Yeah, and this is a it's gonna be a fun two, really. It's gonna be a fun two weeks for them. I I think, and I hope, and I feel all those <laughs> terms at once. I, yeah, literally, like I said, within the eight days could be very. Feeling very different before New Year's Day. Yep. All right. Well, I think that covers it. So we thank you for listening to the pods. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Good Bad Jets Pod. And you can follow me on Twitter at Be Ferris Verified. Yep. Thank you, Brandon. As always, you can check me out on Twitter at S Klein 8241033 and on TikTok at NYJetsSK824. All right, well, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be back with you hopefully on uh, – actually, no, I can't record on Sunday. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back to you on Monday with a, a good win. We'll, we'll do a combined – oh, now, we'll do a combined uh, post and preview pod ahead of the, the Thursday night game. Oh, right, yes. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Good announcement. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, well, hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks for listening. Thank you.